Greeting is in the name of Jesus, our Lord, and uh, I'm so much privileged and honored to be with you today. So I bring you uh, warm greetings from Ethiopian Caliphate Church, which is a big denomination in Ethiopia, and uh, everyone, when I come here, please pass my, our greetings to the leaders of the church and uh, the members, so would you receive the greetings? Okay. That's great, and I also appreciate uh, the leaders and the members of City of uh, Refuge Church uh, for a long time being partner with EKHC, and faithfully you did so many things, and because of your effort, God did so many things. Uh, it, it was began with very small, teeny, I know at the first time, uh, uh, two people visited from here, Stephen and uh, Elijah, both of them visited. Later on, Mark joined them, and uh, it was really growing now in Ethiopia because of your encouragement and the support. I appreciate that. So thank you for being partner with Ethiopian Caliphate Church, and uh, we, we are really appreciate your commitment. And uh, then also thank you for the leaders who invited me to come here to be with you and uh, enjoying with different families. The last one week, we are, I'm practicing and um, I'm just thinking uh, something in my mind when I sit down here, ask the, the, the logo of your church, how, why this kind of logo? How many of you concerned for this logo? It's, uh, my, in my church, the logo is open Bible with the verse from 1 John chapter 5, verse 12. He who has son has eternal life. That is clear. So always we focus on that logo to preach the gospel. And when I asked my pastor, he really told me very amazing. And the variety of uh, people came from different parts of the world. And I'm really watching that, the kingdom of God, what it looks like. So maybe you are listening more of the French English, that best one. Today you listen from variety that has come from Ethiopia. <laughs> so the Ghanaian brothers from different parts of the world. What is a blessing? Hallelujah. <laughs> so we would like to go, uh, I think, our PowerPoint will come. Yes. So <laughs> I'm just... Uh, Thinking about the PowerPoint, maybe you may you uh, may, maybe you can miss some of my words, but you can not miss from the PowerPoint. So, my accent is a little bit different. It's Ethiopian, or <laughs> don't worry for that. So, mostly uh, we use uh, prayer as the very beginning of the sermon. So, would you pray together? Father God, thank you for this new morning you have given for us to be together and to worship you. Thank you for speaking to our heart and mind through worship, and we also need to hear your voice through your word. Your divine word sharpens and two-edged sword may speak to each of us, and then we may be encouraged in your word. Bless the time. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen. Here is the questions. You know, proclamation of the gospel is not going by itself, but it has its component. One of the biggest components is praying for gospel proclamation. 
there are three main questions I'm going to ask you. And you can ask your, your, your neighbors, and why do you pray? What, what, what does prayer mean in general? It's a very silly question. When we was in kindergarten, we learned about that prayer. Why do you ask this question? Maybe uh, others say, oh, it is religious practice. Oh, so anyone, any religion can practice prayer. But what is prayer for you? That's the question. According to the Bible, it's not according to the dictionary Webster says or someone says. But what is prayer according to Bible? The second question is, why do we pray? Because God knows everything. Do you believe that in God's pre-knowledge, knowing everything? How many of you believe that God's knowledge? Okay, thank you. He knows everything, but why we pray? That's the question. It should be answered. The third thing is, how could we pray powerfully and effectively for the proclamation of the gospel? Okay, so why it and we will see that... Uh, uh, there is so many definitions on it, but the mostly I prefer this biblical uh, definition. Especially it says prayer is the act of communication with God. Uh, communicating with God is not easy, so uh, there is so many main points on it to define every word it takes a long time, maybe come on Sunday, I mean Saturday, and you will see how I, I, I will define every word on that area. So it's communication with God by what? Read it. Can you read once? Okay, let's read together. Prayer is an act of communication by humans with sacred or holy God. Uh-huh. Interacting with God by the guidance of the Holy Spirit, most frequently through spontaneous, individual or collective, organized or unorganized petition and thanksgiving. So just you this act of communication. You know, prayer is different from normal speech. It is communication, two-way communication. So you, you can see that one in two-way communication, one listens, other speaks. And in turn, also, the one who speaks keeps silent and the other speaks. So in that way, it's very important. And it's dependent on the leader who is leading prayer. That's the question. That makes it different from other speech. It's led by God's spirit. Not by human actions. You know, the, the, the creed we were reading, I love that creed. We never do in our church. But in theological school, I, I learned that very important. And I helped my children to recite it. But that is common. Have you filled when you read that creed? I don't think. Because it's normal every weekend we read it uh, because to internalize it. The prayer is led by Holy Spirit, who is in us forever. Those others never know this. But what Jesus in uh, John chapter 14 said, he will live with you forever. The world will never know that. Hallelujah. 
We are so much privileged that the one who leading in us is living with us forever. So he's a leader. So he leads our prayer. And when you come, sometimes it is individual, team, and sometimes it is organized and unorganized. But most of the time, I know, when we are studied, we organize everything. Today we will pray in this and that points. But sometimes when you immerse it in prayer, you will be out of the control. You move how the Holy Spirit leads you. Hallelujah. In your country, I see you, we swim pool, not the stream. In my country, we, we swim the stream. Because stream goes by power. And when we're swimming that, we just give ourselves. And it takes us wherever it likes. Did you get me? Pool is just simple there, and you, you do your, your, your part. It does not do anything upon you. <laughs> so when you completely focus on your knowledge, you just are moving there. When you give yourself fully to the Holy Spirit, he leads wherever he wants. Amen? This is the clear definition, and uh, I will rush to second point, that especially... There are five main reasons why we pray if God knows everything. Why? I ask my children, why, why you pray? Why I pray? Why my congregation pray? What is the basic reason? What is the first point? Praying is God's command for his children. Commandments, command. No option. It is obligation. Bible says, pray, ask. And when I read other version, in, in the, in the, it's that the Matthew chapter 7, 7, keep seeking God and you will find. Keep asking him and you will, be, you will get response. Keep knocking. That means continuous thing. It's never stopped. It's going on. So it's command that God says, always we have to be connected with him. No option to be separated from him. Then that's the word. And uh, watch and pray that you will fall into temptation. Jesus said at the end of his life, when he was praying in Gethsemane, disciples are sleeping. And Jesus said, what? Pray. Be alert. Smart. That's awakening. In prayer, smart by Holy Spirit is very important. You never be tempted. That means even you can encounter different temptation, but by power of God, you can cross. So that is command. So we should look that is the commandment of God. We should obey. It also says in 1 Thessalonians, pray continually, continually. Never stop, never cease. That means wherever you go in the way, you can pray. Is that possible? Is that possible? Once upon a time, my wife became very busy. She was attending the theological school, and she has no time to pray because there are kids, twins in home. She was taking care of me and the different social responsibilities. Because of that, she missed her regular prayer time. So what she was doing is she just put her phone in ears, and she, 
everyone guessed that she is speaking with someone, but she is speaking with God. <laughs> is that possible? Yes, you can do that. It's, it's amazing. She, she, she told that new experience to me. You know, we, we spent much time just speaking with God, but when we put no one consider that we are speaking with God. You can do that. Prayer is also act of worshiping God. So, by praising, thanksgiving, adoring, and, you know, when you read this verse in 2 Chronicles chapter 6, after uh, Solomon finished the building of the temple, long prayer, worshiping God, reminding the promise of God to Moses, to Abraham, he reminding that and worshiping God. So prayer by itself is worship. When we pray, we are worshiping God. Hallelujah. Yeah, every, every time when you are praying, you are worshiping God. Missing prayer means missing worship. When, whenever there is main content in prayer, thanksgiving, petition, uh, intercession, confession, and so many things, those things come together to worship God. It helps us to worship God. So those who have lack of prayer life, please, you are missing worship. I encourage you to pray, to pray, to pray. And the third one is, uh, come down to here. The third one is, uh, praying is partnering with God in his mission. This verse in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 3, it says, the man who plants and the man who waters have one purpose, and each will be rewarded according to his own law, for we are God's fellow workers. Is that possible to be fellow worker with God? Do you believe? When we are partner with City of Refuge Church, we are very proud of you. Because, oh, we have a church in the United States who prays for us, who supports us, and we are so much proud of you because of your commitment. If you work with God, how much you are proud of him? Partnering with him. So that's what the Bible says. When you are praying, you are partnering. Just it's not to get something from God. This morning, last night, I was sharing one word from Psalms 105, verse 3, with Mark. And so I asked him one question. We asked him questions. Do we seek God or something from God? Most of us, including me, we seek something from God, not God. But Bible says, seek me, you will find. So God is package of everything. When God's presence is among us or in our midst, you can see whatever you need. So always please seek God. So you, when you feel the absence of God, you will be afraid. You will fear. Everything, an anxiety comes to your life. You fear for your marriage. If you understood partnership with God in prayer, you sense when you go 
to prayer room or when you walk on the road, you sense God's presence. Hallelujah. So you, that is a, a glorious opportunity for each of us. So worshiping is partnershiping. Here the, 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 the principle I drive, uh, drive from this word. If you pray continuously, God will work with you and you will be successful and fruitful. If you don't pray, you may work, but you will end up with frustration. Anyone who works without God, his business, his economy, his knowledge never satisfies that person. At the end, you may see in many, many places, I have a chance to meet with people different parts of the world in different international meetings. And they are sharing the prayer requests from every part of the world. The big thing is not missing worldly property. The big thing is missing God. When you miss God, everything frustrates you, even your economy, even your knowledge, whatever level you can live. But being with God makes you bold enough, secured, wherever you go. Even when you fly in air, and if, in accidentally, if the air crash, I always say to myself, if I die, I will live. If, if I live, I, I would live for God. If I die, I will go to God. Why do I worry? No more worry. No more. Because this is a temporary temple for us to live here. But we have everlasting life. So that when you pray, you sense that always in your life. The fourth point is, God, uh, you see, prayer is only way of, only it is the only way for children of God to receive what is necessary for them to glorify God in their life. The first one is receiving the power of the Holy Spirit. Look at the very beginning of the church, early church. In Acts chapter 2, when you read, they were committed for prayer. They are waiting the promise of God. In the 10th day, after Jesus ascended to heaven, Power came, and everyone filled by the power of the Holy Spirit. If they go, oh, our boss is died, oh, our leader is died, so for what reason we stay here? How do they understand that the power of the Holy Spirit? Jesus said, be there. Stay in Jerusalem until you receive power from heaven. Staying under the feet of God brings the power of God. Amen? So you can receive the power. And you also rejoice in the Lord continuously and peace always overflow in your heart. That's what said. Don't worry about that. Paul, even he was in prison, he was sharing this truth to his uh, believers, that believers in Philippi. And he shared, just God is near. The Lord is near. Put everything aside. And the, the peace of God will Overhelm your whole being. So when you pray, you can sense that. You will be peace. I don't know how many of you are, you, you faced the persecution. Is there any of you faced, faced persecution? How many of you faced persecution? About your Christianity, about your life? It's, okay. 
Oh, Daka, yeah, you are from critical area. You, you know what I am saying. Persecution means killing, torturing, putting in prison, and taking away the food, whatever you like. For you Americans, if you miss food for three days, what do you feel? <laughs> what do you feel? It's, it, was, it will be the end of the world. I know. So you never get what you like to eat. So, but I faced such kind of difficulties. I, I was in prison for eight days. I was beaten uh, because of Jesus. But you know, at that time, I enjoy. Oh Lord, I got this privilege to enjoy with you. Those who, the early Christians, got this privilege and me too. That is, makes me very happy. In 2003, in our calendar, that means maybe in 2011, in your calendar, the place where I was serving, the Muslim came and destroyed 43 local churches in one week. They destroyed everything. And they plan to kill me. I'm the first one to be die over there. Because I'm leading the church more than 800. They came and they took pictures of, and my head leaders called me, oh, that's why you will be die. So, so don't say anything upon the, 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 the. And they said, I said, if I die, let Jesus will be glorified. That is my decision. But I never die. Still I am alive. Praise God. We rebuilt the church again uh, in an amazing way. Then the, the imam of the, that zone came and, oh, Allah is really right. He did a good job in your church. What? Your, your church was, before, the, the, before it was born, it was just simple. But now it makes beauty, he said. Even it become witness for the Muslim. So... You see that, you, you, that that peace, overflowing peace, comes through daily prayer. We were committed day and the night prayer. Even God sent the lighting on Moscow. And God crushed the Moscow totally. We have seen God in face to face. So you can receive when you pray. And uh, you also receive your... Uh, Basic needs, that you, that's common here. I don't want to preach on these issues. Health, shelter, whatever it is, that's common. You know that very much. When you pray, you can get. The other point, why do we pray? Prayer is one of the basic armor of God to fight against Satan. That's, look this verse in Luke chapter uh, 6. No, in chapter uh, 10, it says, look, take, no, in Ephesians chapter 6, it says, take the helmet of salvation and the word of spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in spirit on all occasions with the kindness of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep in praying for all the saints. Pray in spirit, be alert in mind. So alertness is very important for prayer. So this is armor of God. So... Uh, here is the principle I draw from this idea. Prayerless life is spiritual, uh, armorless, and powerless. Who will fail easily under the bondage of Satan and the sin? It's easy. If you are not praying, 
you easily encounter temptation. You cannot escape. If you pray, God says, oh, something is coming. Beware. Be alert. Here is something. You know, in the book of Genesis, when Cain killed his brother and God said to him, sin is scratching. But his mind is dominated by sin. So he never understood that. Always sin is scratching. Satan is twisting the truth. And he makes us lazy not to pray. Oh, it's okay. Why do you pray? Everything is okay with you. No need of prayer. You are missing the armor of God. These are the reasons. Let's come to the final point, the main message why we pray for the gospel effectively to act. And uh, uh, here is the main point for today. And uh, you can read that because we, we are uh, obligated by God to pray uh, powerfully and effectively because all people who do not know Christ are under the bondage of under the bondage of Satan. That's what last week uh, Daka preached on that. Those who are not believe, they are under bondage. Praise God that he set us free from that bondage. Amen? This is always you have to remember. My freedom, hey, the singer, the worship leader, thank you for leading that memorial. I, I was memorizing that kind of, I'm free. I'm never go back because this is freedom. I afraid sometimes when people go back and they are swimming the world, swimming and struggling, frustrated. May God help us. These people are under bondage. So what does prayer did? Do? The God of this the age blinded the mind of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Look, Bible says the one who called he, the final destination is glorification. Amen? So God called us for glory, to see his, the glory of his son. So the, we are called for that destination. And we always focus on that. Why? This blindness of unbelievers will opened only by the powerful and effective prayers of the saints. So whenever you pray, God opens. Paul reminded Colossians as well as Ephesians to pray continuously, to pray continuously. How can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possession unless the first ties up the strong man? That's what Jesus said. When he cast out demons and the other said, oh, uh, he is casting out demons by the main or chief demon. And the, no, 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 no. It's not that. The first thing is to tie that strong man to take away others from such bondage. So prayer look, works in this way. You know, except the data, Dhaka, everyone from back, Muslim background. Is there anyone from Muslim background? Yeah, I am from Muslim background in my mother's side. Yeah, all of them are Muslim. You know, how much they do their practice, you know? 
at the early age. Just as the women gave birth to a child, they whisper in the ears of the child, Allah Or they said, Ashadu Allah Muhammad Rabbi Surallah. Then he totally closed, blinded. To bring one person into God's kingdom, either Jesus will reveal himself miraculously or the prayer, strong prayer of the saints should be required to bring one person to Christ. It's not easy, I have seen in Ethiopia, that how Muslims are very strong, very fundamentalists. So you and me are privileged to work with God and to pray day and the night. Because he said, look at this verse, the last verse. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Would you raise your right hand? And would you say that? I have authority and the power. Say again. I have authority and power, which is given from Jesus. It's not time-limited. It's timeless authority. Hallelujah. Maybe the, the, in, in this country, when you elect the, the government official for five years, but your authority is forever. How many of you use this authority? That's my question. If you pray, you are using your authority to set the people free from bondage of Satan. Jesus gave this power. When he sent two by two, I gave you authority and the power. This both authority should be used properly. And you can see the great work of God. So, next. And how, how can we pray? I will go very fast. Therefore, how could we pray powerfully and effectively for the proclamation of the gospel? The divine word of God gives the following guidance and the timeless principle for the power and effective prayer. The first one is praying in the spirit. Huh. That's why I defined it was led by spirit. Look, in Romans it says, in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We are weak, everyone, including me. I'm the first one in the weak side. So we are weak, but the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't know what ought to pray, what must be prayed. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans and words cannot express by words. So, and who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. How do you know God's will? That's the problem of many people. How do I know God's will? If someone is not telling me, how can I know God's will? God's will is revealed. The first thing is your relationship matters. When you have a strong relationship with God, it's easy to hear God's voice. Not in this ear, but in your inner ear. Amen. May God open your inner ear today. Amen? I will encourage everyone to pray beside of your uh, brothers or sisters just for one minute. Just close your eyes and, Lord, I need my brother to be opened his inner ear. Then he may hear you.
Let's pray. Father God, you are faithful God. You gave your spirit to lead us into all truths, to reveal the things what you plan to our life and the ministry. I pray at this moment, everyone may listen to you day by day and follow your guidance, open their mind. Speak to their heart. You said, my ships listen my voice and I know them. So you know them. Lord, give the insights of your voice. Amen. So, Paul also encouraged the Ephesians, pray in spirit, everything. To pray in spirit with, in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all saints, he says. Uh, alertness. I don't know, in your culture, I went, when I came here, no noisy voice at all. What a disciplined country I came. <laughs> it's amazing. In, in, our culture, in our country, just after 4 o'clock, after midnight, Muslim with big speaker, Allah, Orthodox, Ah, everyone shouts. I wake up before they say something because my God is greater than them. Hallelujah. Then that, after that, I prayed and enjoyed the letter on they pray whatever they say. I'm with my Lord, so nothing can influence me. So uh, be alert. Live sometimes you sleep and wake up at the midnight. And enjoy with time, that quiet time, silence. Just God pour his spirit in your heart. That is how the spirit, praying in his spirit, following his guidance, following his will, obeying his will every day. As I told you, swimming the stream, not pool water. Just you, you, you like this. Hallelujah, you say. Even at the midnight. You will enjoy. I encourage you today onward, you will enjoy. The second point, how do we pray effectively? Pray with devotion, commitment. Devotion means not just, just what we, we are doing here, but it is continuous commitment that Jesus said in this verse, in especially the widow who are needing justice from others and she was doing that uh, continuously coming to get just from an unjust person and Jesus gave this example oh how can we continually without frustrating we continue prayer just be your father is always alert and he wants to empower you to continue is there Koreans here some Korean from South Korea there oh good I, I appreciate I've been in Korea and how much you are committed in prayer and they just everyone come early morning i visited a big church which comprises 120,000 
Myong Sang Church. And early morning at five, everyone come with their suits. They bow down before God and pray. Everyone bow down before God. They spent at least one hour. How God moving that church. You know, Christians are a small number, but they are influencing the whole world. Hey, my brothers and the sisters, I encourage you to continue to pray strongly that U.S. will continue influencing the whole world. If we miss that, we are missing a great thing. So let's be strong that our fathers pray the Lord, pray the Lord, pray the Lord. God worked so many things throughout the world. I don't know how many of you know the American story, how many of you are learning the Reformation. You, you can please read. Just read. Knowing history is important to do history, not to boast in history. So uh, commitment, day-to-day -day commitment, not interrupting. So Paul urges believers in Colossians, devote yourself to pray, being watchful and thankful. I drove this also principle. And when we devote our inner and outer beings for prayer, Drived by love of God to unsaved people, God will answer our prayers. The driving force should be God's love. The driving force should be God's spirit. Then God will answer. A prayer led by Holy Spirit always answered. A prayer based on God's word always answered. You know, when, you, when I was studying in theological school, you know, Every day I read more than 10 chapters. And one day God said to me, Oh, you son, you are reading my heart. God really said, Oh, reading my book means reading God's heart. How many of you are aware of that? Because it was written by the Spirit of the Lord. And whenever you are filled by the Spirit, he, everything gives you meaning. It's not just as a fiction book. It changes your mind. It sharpens your mind. It sharpens your vision. Hallelujah. So every time reading God's word, it encourages you. And that is, makes you being strong in prayer, not breakdown. Or third point is uh, praying for an open door. Yeah. This is what Paul said. And pray for us too that God may open door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly. Two things here. Paul is focusing for open door. One is opening the mind of non-believers. The second is opening his mouth to speak the mystery. Do you know church is the mystery? How do I and you, completely different people, in color, in culture, how can we be united? According to human principle. Is it possible? Is it possible? According to human principle, it is impossible to be united. It's mystery. Sometimes when I think about God's love for all people and how he connected us together to live as a family, it's amazing. I really appreciate this variety in this church. Let his name be glorified forever and ever. Amen.
So this is mystery. I can't speak this mystery by my power. When you pray for me, I am able to proclaim God's message without any fear. Hallelujah. So when we gather, this house said to be house of prayer. You know that? It is house of prayer. God's house is always house of prayer. So we should pray. God may open heaven. God may open mind. God may give mystery for someone. Oh, coming. May I stop? Okay. So here is, I already wrote that. You can read that. And as the children of God who received the power of the Holy Spirit, we have the master key to open the heart of people through our daily corporate prayers. What's going on? Okay. Come here, my brothers and sisters. Do you have master key? Maybe some company managers have master key to open every door. You have master key. That's prayer. When you kneel down, you know, atomic bomb, how far it goes. Maybe the, the, the nuclear bomb, what the South, North Korea prepared, what, or US have, how long it will go, the nuclear bomb. Maybe some distance, not all over the world. But your prayer, my prayer, goes the whole world. Amen? When you kneel down or sit down here and praying, it goes everywhere. That's the privilege. That's the master key God has given for you as his child. When you, you, you are committed to prayer, you are using that master key to open every door. Not simple door. Not uh, maybe or may not be. No. No may and may not be in God's sight. It must be. Because of what? The presence of God with you. Amen. So it opens heart of non-believers as well as it will give clarity of message for power. Next. The fourth one is pray with faith. That is always dependent on God. Let me read the first sentence. Praying with faith means complete and permanent dependence on God and his power and realizing fully our personal weakness. Faith means not something, um, but it's clear. God is almighty. We are weak. He can answer my prayer. I came to speak with him in faith. And when you read these verses, you can see that how these verses are very strong on that. So, so every time when you come by faith, God listens to his prayer. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Look, every chapter 11, you can read the whole chapter, how those faithful people bring glory to God. And always in prayer, oh, may or may not, don't say please. But that means you are 100% sure my God answers my prayer. What I mean is, if I led by Holy Spirit, if I pray according to God's will, if I pray according to what he said to me clearly, that prayer will be answered. That's what faith means. Always depend on God. Don't make it, oh, God plus something is equal to something. God plus nothing is equal to 
billions, millions, trillions, whatever. So we know that. How many of you believe in healing power of God? Hallelujah. Do you believe? Everyone believe that? Yes. God uses doctors, medical people. I believe that. But more than anything, God by his power can heal anyone. I have seen that miraculous work in my life and the ministry. Every time. Because he is faithful God. Sometimes maybe the answer will be delayed. Sometimes God may know, no, like Paul's prayer, I never, my grace is sufficient for you. You have to continue with that. Sometimes he, he, he works in that way. B because if we are uh, always getting something as a child, maybe we are in pride and miss God, just only focusing on something to receive from God. But God wants to see his presence rather than anything. So he sometimes keeps silent. But he is powerful God. When you come the presence of God to pray, just see that God is here. I believe God is here. Amen? Amen? Yeah. Would you stand up please once for one second? And I, I would like to pray for anyone who have sickness problem and uh, in our culture, mostly we do that. You hold hand. I don't know. In this culture, maybe it's difficult. And we give at least two, three minutes to pray one another. Just pray for one another. Just for two minutes. Close your eye. Pray. God can heal. He is faithful God. So nothing is impossible with God. Just pray for the person next to you, not for yourself, but pray for others. Anyone, if you are voluntary, to put your hand where you have pain, just, I would like to pray a short prayer. Just put your hand where you feel pain. Father, we are here before you. You are almighty God. You gave power and authority to your children at this moment. I pray for those who feel pain, either in their back, in their hand, in their stomach, in their mind, whatever it is. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, every sickness, every difficulties who's bothering the children of God, go away. In Jesus' mighty name, go away. Whatever sickness, I proclaim the name of Jesus Christ, which controls the whole world. In 
In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Be seated, please. Thank you. You can check yourself if you feel something. You can check. The last point. Pray with fasting. This is one of the hard issues. Why do we need to fast? Why do we need? It strengthens your intimacy with God. Humbling yourself before God. It strengthens your intimacy. When leaving food or abstaining from food or something, it's not only food and water. Sometimes you switch off your mobile. Most of the time, clicking, writing, whatever. Hmm. Just take it aside and spend in the presence of God and enjoy in his presence. Then you see, wow. You know, sometimes when we spend three days or seven days in prayer and when we come home, the smell of home, the area, everything is bad. If God take us in that way, we, we love that. How much that that kind of life is very important. And you see, God is really with you. When you fast, you can sense in that way. You, 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 you can fast from different things. And the, the first one is intimacy with God. The second is it helps us to humble ourselves before God. That is what is, uh, Israel said when they were moving from uh, exile land to their homeland. It was difficult for them, but they fasted and prayed, and God answered for them. Look, they humbled. We humbled before God. So fasting and praying helps you to humble. If you have some struggle with your different things, just take fasting, and God will speak for you. The other thing is it helps. Also, it gives you time to listen and obey God with our full heart. Look, the first church in Church of Antioch, there are leaders, professional leaders, government leaders. They were fasting and praying. The Holy Spirit came among them, spoke to them. And they, at that moment, they heard clear voice. What is the voice said? Set apart those two people for the mission I want them to send. Huh. If church, mind and heart, ears, alert to hear God, just give time to fasting. But God, you will say. Then they go. And they become fruitful. They left their position and they laid their hand, sent them. So that is New Testament practice. Jesus by himself fasted for 40 days. Moses did that. You know, Bill Bright, last, last week, Daka mentioned, every year he fasts 40 days. The one who established Campus Crusade for Christ. Every year. I know very well. Every year. Because of that, in Campus, so many young people coming to Christ in one-man prayer. Fasting, 40 days. Maybe it's difficult for us 